In late September of 1973, I set out with GS on a journey to the Crystal Mountain, walking west under Annapurna and north along the Kaligandaki River, then west and north again around the Dalagiri Peaks and across the Kanjiroba, 250 miles or more to the land of Dorpo on the Tibetan Plateau. G.S. is the zoologist George Schaller. I knew him first in 1969 in the Serengeti Plain of East Africa, where he was working on his celebrated study of the lion. When I saw him next in New York City in the spring of 1972, he had started a survey of wild sheep and goats and their near relatives, the goat antelopes. He wondered if I might like to join him the following year on an expedition to northwest Nepal near the frontier of Tibet to study the baral or Himalayan blue sheep. It was his feeling which he meant to confirm that this strange sheep of remote ranges was actually less sheep than goat and perhaps quite close to the archetypal ancestor of both. We would go in the autumn to observe the animals in rut, since the eating and sleeping that occupied them throughout the remainder of the year gave almost no clue to evolution and comparative behavior. Near She Gompa Crystal Monastery, where the Buddhist Lama had forbidden people to molest them, the Baral were said to be numerous and easily observed, and where Baral were numerous, there was bound to appear that rarest and most beautiful of the great cats, the snow leopard. G.S. knew of only two Westerners, he was one, who had laid eyes on the Himalayan snow leopard in the past 25 years. The hope of glimpsing this near-mythic beast in the snow mountains was reason enough for the entire journey. Twelve years before, on a visit to Nepal, I had seen those astonishing snow peaks to the north. To close that distance, to go step by step across the greatest range on earth to somewhere called the Crystal Mountain, was a true pilgrimage, a journey of the heart. Since the usurpation of Tibet by the Chinese, the land of Dolpo, all but unknown to Westerners even today, was said to be the last enclave of pure Tibetan culture left on earth. And Tibetan culture was the last citadel of all that present day humanity is longing for, either because it has been lost or not yet been realized, or because it is in danger of disappearing from human sight. The stability of a tradition which has its roots not only in historical or cultural past, but within the innermost being of man. The Lama of She, the most revered of all the Rinpoches, the precious ones, in Dolpo, had remained in seclusion when a scholar of Tibetan religions reached the Crystal Monastery 17 years ago. But surely our own luck would be better. On the way to Nepal, I stopped at Varanasi, the holy city on the Ganges, and visited the Buddhist shrines at Bodh Gaya and Sarnath. In those monsoon days of mid-September, the brown heat of India was awesome, and after a few days on the Ganges plain, I was glad to fly north to Kathmandu in the green foothills of the Himalayan wall. That day was clear, and among the temples, spires, and tiered pagodas, black kites and red veered on the wind. The dry air at 4,000 feet was a great relief from the humidity of India, but in the north the peaks were hidden by thick clouds of the monsoon, and by evening it was raining. I found G.S. at the hotel. We had not met in a year or more. Our last correspondence had been in midsummer, and he was relieved 
that I had turned up without mishap. For the next two hours we talked so intensely that I wondered later if there was anything left to speak about in the months ahead. We shall have no company but each other, and we do not know each other very well. Of G.S. I had written earlier that he is single-minded, not easy to know, and a stern pragmatist, unable to muster up much grace in the face of unscientific attitudes. He takes a hard-eyed look at almost everything. He was also described as a lean, intent young man, and I find him as lean and as intent as ever. The rains prevailed throughout the last three days in Kathmandu. G.S. was desperate to get underway, not only because he loathes all cities, but because winter comes early to the Himalayas, and these rains of the monsoon would bring heavy snow to the high passes between this place and our destination. We later learned...